Good morning, everybody. You know, uh, there's different ways we can approach this. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of preachers out there that can really preach a, a feel-good message. I'm not your guy. Because I think there's something that's far more important than just being able to say a bunch of good things. I want you to be able to experience God. Because an experience with God has far greater impact than any words, anything that I can describe or tell you. And to experience God, we have to get into the truth of what the Word says. Now, the downside to that is, if you want to call it that, is that there are going to be times that we have to be accountable for ourselves, that we have to take the blame off of God, which we are so commonly doing, putting the blame on Him, and that being that, and we have to look at what the true source of the problem is. And oftentimes, that source is us. So, if you're uh, scared of a little conviction, viewer discretion is advised. Bow with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to get into your word today, Father. And just to see what you have for us today, Father, we ask you to open our hearts and minds to receive it, to take myself out of the way and let your true message shine through. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. One of the things that God has directed me to focus on is that he is good. God is good. That has to be our foundation because if we do not believe 100% that God is good, that we cannot have unwavering faith. And this faith is the only thing that allows God to work in our lives. We have this idea that God is just looking down from above and just kind of randomly picking and choosing. Like, okay, I'm going to answer this prayer, but I'm going to ignore this one. I'm going to heal this one, and I'm going to let this one suffer. But that is simply not the case. If God does it for one, he will do it for all. And he has given all of us, as born-again believers, access to the kingdom of heaven and access to power. We all can be prosperous, we all can be healed, we all can have our needs taken care of, but it all comes down to one thing. It's having the faith to believe that God is good, that God will do, and God has the power to do so. Because if we waver on any of these three things, we are blocking our own miracles. People often say that God doesn't heal anymore. God doesn't do miracles anymore. Yes, he does. We are not putting faith in him to do it. And we have seen it. We have seen it. We have seen the miracles if we know where to look and know where to ask for and know how to believe. And I'm going to give us a few examples today of how faith works, both in the times of Jesus and in a real life application. So let's start off today in uh, Mark chapter 6. And uh, we have uh, 
Jesus returning to Nazareth. And we've been here before. And uh, in verse 3, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon are not his sisters here with us? They were offended at him. Because here, this commoner they grew up with was now coming in saying that he is the son of God. And in verse 5, he says, And he could not do no mighty works, say, lay his hands upon a few sick folks and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief and went around the villages teaching. Now, I told you last week, God puts everything in here not for our entertainment, but so we can learn. And what we learn here is this. Is it because of what? A lack of faith. Unbelieving that God couldn't work. See, we build up this illusion that God can do anything. He can do anything within certain parameters that he has set up. And one of those parameters is that we have to have faith to allow him to work in our lives. And we see this example that they had no faith. He could not do any mighty works. So we can see how that can apply today because we have a tremendous downfall of faith. And it's not just the empty seats here today we have. It's in us individually. And I'm just as guilty as the rest of you. I'm up here teaching and there are times that I'm stricken. And I have to resort back to the promises of God to build myself back up. Because that's how quickly unbelief can set in. That's how quickly Satan works. And that's why we have to be on guard. Because all it takes is a little bit of a circumstance. Not even a problem, just the potential of a problem to show up. And our mind goes to that what? Default negative. Where we start thinking about how things could go. How bad things could be. And what can we do to stop it? What do we do if then things happen? When we should be saying that God is in control. And God has the answers and God will take care of this. Mark 5. There was a, a woman. She had a issue, a blood issue, bleeding that would not stop. She went on for 12 years. She's seen countless physicians and doctors, and everything in the power of man couldn't heal her. Five and twenty-five. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood for twelve years. She had suffered many things, had many physicians, and had spit all that she had, and nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. And when she heard of Jesus, came in and she came in and pressed behind and touched the garment. For she said, If I touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightforward the fountain of blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that it was healed of the plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, had turned about and pressed and said, Who touched my clothes? 
And the disciples said unto them, Thou seest the multitude throning thee, and saying, Who touched me? And he looked around about, and he did see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had done unto her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, Daughter, thou faith had made thy whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. And what's our teaching points here? This woman, she is seen everybody she could see that could possibly help her. She has spent every dollar she has trying to be made whole. She has exhausted the realm of science. Science has done everything that they can and nothing has gotten better but only grew worse. But she has one thing. She has the one thing that she hasn't tried yet. She knows that Jesus can heal. She knows it. And she's willing to risk everything. You see her, she turns around and she's trembling. She's scared because she was an unclean woman. Her going out and amongst all these people was not something that would have been done. Could have put her in a grave situation. But yet she was willing to risk that because her faith was so strong. And I want you to, to key in on this. Jesus asked, who touched me? He felt the kingdom of heaven operating. He felt the power. But there were so many people around. He didn't know which one right at that moment. So what does that tell us? That's not God going around picking and choosing. That's not God saying, okay, well, I'm going to heal her today. Because this was not planned. God that knows everything. This was not planned. It wasn't written in some book of heaven that on this date and time that he was going to heal her because he felt like it. She was healed because of her faith. Because she believed that despite her circumstances, despite everything that everyone had told her, that she could be healed. Because God does not operate under man's rules, under man's logic, under man's science. God is far bigger, far better. He can do anything as long as we allow him to. And that faith is what allows that power. God has given us that power. We see that she wasn't healed by prayer. She wasn't healed by anything of that nature. She was healed by her faith because she believed so strongly in the power of God that all it took was not a touch of his skin, but just the touch of the hem of his robe. And she was completely and fully Restored. We have a lot of sick people in the world today. We have a, a pandemic going on, this 
this virus going around and depending on what sources you, you take it from, that millions of lives have been lost. But also, millions of others has recovered. So is that just God up there picking and choosing and randomly rolling dice to see who lives and who dies? I think there's much more to it than that. Our internal faith, our internal attitude, how our spirit responds to these situations makes a huge difference in our outcomes. I know two people, very dear to me. Both of them contracted this virus. They were of advanced age. They had underlying medical conditions. All of the things that say that the survival rate would be low. That the chances would not be good. These people also had something in their favor, which since they are personally known to me, I know that they have a strong faith. That they believe in a God that can heal, a God that can do anything, and over the course of years that God has seen them through many different situations. They also had groups of believers that was praying for them as well. And we know as when we come together as a body of believers and we are praying together in unison for a common cause, our prayers are amplified. And they recovered. No complications. Like it never happened. But yet, this week, I know of another person that was stricken with the virus. And to go through the, the process of being in the hospital and the treatments. And it uh, attacks the lungs. And as you take away the, the oxygen, it becomes more difficult. And that's a, a stressful situation because we know when there's something wrong with us and we can feel it. And many of us, you know, we've, we've been through situations. We've been through great pains. We've been through sicknesses. And sometimes it feels like you're just not going to make it. It feels like how can things get any worse? And it weakens your connection with God because you're so focused on what's happening to you right now. And if you're not real careful, you'll start questioning things. You'll start saying things like, I'm not going to make it, am I? This is it. And these were the things that was being said. And what that is, that is faith wavering. Faith is wavering. 
That's when we need to be around strong people to build us back up. That's when we need to start falling back on all the times that God has seen us through. That's when we need to get into the Word of God and start hearing it and believing it, knowing that God heals, that God does, that God can do. But we live in a modern society that relies on on science. And many doctors that they won't even mention the Word of God because that's not of science and they're too good for that. That's not what they do. And they have to make evaluations. So they look at all these different things. They take it into factors that age and health conditions. And of course, there's other factors on there. There's not enough beds to go around. There's not enough equipment to go around. And that certain insurances pay better than others. We have all these things that they weigh in on and they start bombarding us with all these things. And they don't tell us nothing about how God can heal and there's a chance and there's always hope. We hear about all the, all the negative. And then when the, the other people come, when the support system comes in, that's what they get bombarded by is all of the negative that there's no hope, that there's no future, this is the end, and there's no mention of God. And sooner or later, we're all going to be in one of these two situations, and we have to stand up for God, and we have to put God back into these people. Because there is no situation that is hopeless until it is over. God resurrected Jesus from the grave. Jesus resurrected Lazarus from the grave. So are you telling me that a doctor is better than God? I don't accept that. How many women have went into a, a doctor's office and said their baby is not going to be right, that you should abort, just to give birth to a fully healthy baby. How many people have been told that they are terminal to go on and keep living and living and living? But it comes down to faith. You know, I look at people with disabilities a lot of times. And I think that they're put here for a, a purpose. Because I can see people missing limbs and have all these other situations, wheelchair-bound, all these different things. And then they can do things that I can't even do as a complete person. How they overcome. How they're able to adapt. And then when you can see that, the little things that we encounter on a day-to-day -day basis, that makes that look small. With God, all things are possible. 
we have to reprogram our minds. And I am not going to tell you that it's easy. It is not. I'm up here. I'm teaching it right now. And I'm telling you, it is not easy. That Satan is going to tempt you. Your mind is going to betray you. And it is going to try to throw you in that negative situation and try to take your focus off God. We are in a relationship with God. We are in a battle against good and evil. We have all of these things that are against us, and all of these things are hard. And any time that we want to improve, if we want to lose weight and diet, if we want to get more physical and exercise, these are things that are hard, but the end result is good. Anything worth doing, anything that is good, takes hard work and dedication. And having a personal relationship with God, being able to access the kingdom of heaven and have everything that God has given us, being able to access that, these things are not going to come easy. God had to hide them away so Satan couldn't find them. And Satan's going to try everything he can to block us. He wants us to have miserable lives. And guess what? He's succeeding. And why is that? Because we are allowing him to do it. We are allowing him to do it. Because internally, in our spirit, we are having a faith problem. Everybody's freaking out right now. We've got to get this this vaccine in. It's the only thing that's going to save the world. No, there's only the world's already been saved. Jesus. How many of us ask for protection every day? How many people on the front lines that God has got his hands over? Because they're doing his work and they come out unscathed. There's a, a story, and uh, it was about a missionary, and he worked with people that had deadly diseases. And it was his passion, his God-given passion to work with these people, to be able to talk to them about salvation. Some of them in the end stages that were on the way out. And they were concerned about it because he didn't do anything special. He didn't wear a, a special suit. He didn't wear gloves. He didn't wear a mask. But he did pray to God every day for his safety as he did God's work. And they took... And seeing him hold the hands of these sick people and touch them and hug them. And at one point, one of the doctors was so curious because it was beyond belief that this person did not get sick. And they could, it took samples of his skin and they could literally see the germs dying under the microscope. These germs were impenetrable to this person. 
Not because he was someone special. Not because he was a superhero. Not because he had special DNA. It's because he had faith in the Lord to keep him safe. To protect him. Now I'm not saying that we shouldn't take care of ourselves and do all we can do to keep ourselves healthy. We should. That is common sense. And God never says not to use common sense. But we should not use all these things of the world as a replacement for faith. We are never too old. We are never too sick. We are never beyond repair. We are never too far gone. As long as we still have air in our lungs, as long as we can take one final shallow breath, as long as we can just simply say the name of Jesus, there is always hope. There is always a chance. And we have a duty when our fellow brother and sisters get down to not side with the darkness, but to side with God, to uplift them, to be a, a positive light. You know what a difference it makes is whenever you're in pain, when you're suffering, but yet there's people around you that still have God. They can bring that light right there next to you. One of the greatest experiences you can have is having an experience with God. To feel that healing. To see that healing. To be touched. We can tell by the way we pray oftentimes that we're always leaving an out. You know, we, we come to church and we pray and we do all these things, but yet we don't want to be disappointed. So what do we do? We, uh, we leave it out. We say things like, God, if it be your will. Or when it doesn't happen, well, I guess it wasn't God's will. But that is ridiculous because we know what God's will is. And if we are saying if, if we are saying but, if we are making these exceptions, then what are we doing? We are having doubt. That little bit of if and but, that is doubt. And that doubt is enough to wreck all that faith. That little bit is enough to jam up the cogs, to stop the machine, and halt God in his tracks. We've talked about the, the house as application, we have the house. God has given it to us. If God wants to come back in, we have to open the door. Faith is that door. But it has to be a complete and total faith. We have to believe that we are healed. We are getting better. Our situation is changing. Things are looking up. Not it's going to, not it might. Not maybe, it is. Why? Because God says so. Anything less 
is doubt. Anything less is fear. We cannot operate in faith if we have any point of fear or doubt. It has to be all in. All in. Are you ready to go all in today? And sometimes we're going to back up a little bit. And just because we have faith don't mean we're not going to be concerned. Not we're not we're going to have full understanding. We're not going to see how God's going to do it. We just got to believe he is. How many times do we give up? We start out strong. Many times in my life I wondered if I just held the course a little bit longer. If I just held on for a little bit longer, would I really see God really explode? Instead of just a little bit, could I got a whole bunch more? And I can't go back now. So now, every time I have to think about that moving forward and just go and push a little bit further, a little bit further out of that comfort zone, cling to God a little bit harder. It really is. Life and death. Can we imagine if we, could, we had more time? If we had stronger faith, would that give us more time? Could it give our loved ones more time if we just had more faith? If we could just push and give a little bit more and be a little more uncomfortable and trust in God and believe. Bow with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we know that we all are facing circumstances in our lives, Father. We all have them. We Things get bad. Things get dark. And Father, we ask that during these times that we can grow, that we can be strong, we can be better, Father, that we can have the strength to push away the doubt, to push away the fear, to stand strong in our faith and believe that we can have the peace that only you can bring father and father i know there's people today that, that need to make changes father that have made made decisions if anyone needs to make a decision today father they'll come forward they'll pray a prayer of salvation father allow jesus into their hearts make them their savior father or if there just needs to be a, a change maybe some decisions have been made years ago and it's just time to start really living for god it's never too late We ask that they can start making them decisions today. We ask these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Page 384.